I think that what we're really going to see is people who know how to get that book out there are the people who are going to be successful. You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, 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 thank you for joining me again for another episode of The Author's Leverage. On this one, you guys, I'm joined by Merrick Rosenberg, and we're going to be having a really interesting conversation on a number of topics, including why he chose not to write a business book. It's so interesting. We also talk about how to put your real self into the pages of your book, as well as some keys on how to keep an audience that can't wait to buy your next book. This is such a treat. Let me tell you about Merrick. Merrick co-founded Team Builders Plus in 1991 and Take Flight Learning in 2012. He's the author of Personality Wins, The Chameleon, Taking Flight, and Which Bird Are You? These are four books all about personality. Now, under Merrick's leadership as CEO of Take Flight Learning, his company has been selected as the New Jersey Business of the Year and named one of the fastest growing companies and best places to work in the Philadelphia area. Merrick received his MBA from Drexel University, who recognized him as the Alumni Entrepreneur of the Year. Wow. And Merrick has worked with more than half of the Fortune 100 companies in the U.S. and around the world. You all, we're in for such a treat on this episode today. Uh, again, all about how to keep an audience that can't wait to buy your next book. So excited to share this conversation with you. And let's jump right into the interview now. Thanks for being here. Thanks again, Merrick, for being with me today on the Author's Leverage. So excited that you're here. Great to be here. Yeah. How about we just start off? Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you make the world better. Well, it's all about the birds that are that are behind me here it's about teaching people about themselves teaching people how to understand others and then helping people to learn how to step into the power of their personality and also just get along with the people in their lives i love that and for those who are listening and then seeing there are these beautiful birds that are behind merrick in this in this photograph and it speaks to of course his work and what he's developed as a really fun way to understand yourself and I can't uh, profess that enough as being important in how we grow and develop as people. So uh, tell us a little bit about your work and how you, uh, what, what, what sparked this, this, uh, this concept for you and what you've been able to teach with it. Well, I was teaching people about personality styles for a long time. I started one of the first team building companies in the United States in, in uh, 1991. And shortly thereafter, I discovered personality styles. And I thought, wow, this isn't for 
there were so many personality clashes. Personality was often the reason that people just didn't get along. And if we could teach them how to understand themselves, well, maybe they could create a better environment for their people or create better relationships. So I, I learned how to use these styles, but over time, I just felt like they just weren't sticking. We were using it's like an alphabet soup of letters that people just wouldn't remember. And <laughs> I, I'd go back six months later and they're like, wait, what is that? What letter is this again? What does that mean? And I'm like, yeah. oh, you're killing me. I'm, I'm spending all day with you and you're not remembering it. So I, I wanted to just reinvent it and make it fun and, and very easy. And so I linked what are the four styles to uh, these four birds that help people to understand themselves. I love that. And for a quick reference, could you share those four birds and um, and how they align with personalities and uh, to give a little quick understanding of that? Sure. I'll even show you how simple it is. It, hey. it, when, you think of, when you think of an eagle, if a person had the traits of an eagle, what do you think they would be like? You know, leader, uh, charismatic, majestic. Yeah, kind of take charge, yeah. assertive, direct. You know, it's exactly right. What do you think of a parrot? If somebody who has that parrot style, how would you describe them? Like talkative. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to win the quiet game. <laughs> do you think they're optimistic or pessimistic? Huh. That's a good point. I don't know. I know a lot of people who talk a lot and who are on both sides, but I would right. say more optimistic sometimes. It, exactly. They yeah. have a lot of energy. They're upbeat. They're positive. So when you think about Dove, what comes to mind? Peaceful, um, very harmonious, uh, wanting good for the world. Exactly right. It's a, and, and the owl, what do you think of when you think of an owl? Smart, wisdom, uh, a good teacher. Some yeah, they're all about knowledge, yeah. information, details, facts, logic. And so that's what we're talking about here is that it's so easy. I don't really even need to teach it. They're so intuitive. And if it's intuitive right now, it'll be intuitive five years from now. You get the eagles who are assertive and take charge and parrots are fun and talkative and social and doves are caring and compassionate and owls are logical and questioning and, and you get it. It's just so intuitive. And so that was my goal was to create something that was just so easy that instead of spending, if I have a half a day with the, with the team or an hour at a conference, instead of spending all that time teaching them the model, I get to spend that time teaching them how to apply it and use it in their life. Yeah, you can go to the next step that much more quickly. Um, that that's amazing. And the the name of the book, could you remind us of that as well? I have a couple books. I, I have one called The Chameleon, which is a series of of twenty two fables about the birds and how to apply them. And then I just released a new book for children called Which Bird Are You? So uh, I've got I've got a few books out there. Those are those are good starting points for you. I love that. And, and this is the author's leverage. And so I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the success of your book and what it's opened up for you in your career and uh, as a professional. So talk a little bit about that as well. well. Well, when I shifted from letters to birds, I, I needed something that really helped to introduce that, that model or that concept to people. So I wrote Taking Flight, which was interesting because it was a, a series. Uh, well, that book was one long story, like one long fable. You got to see how the birds interacted, how they worked together. You discover their styles. And then the second half of the book was all about, okay, now how do you apply it? Mm -hmm. uh, and then I wrote The Chameleon, which if, if taking flight was like writing a movie, The Chameleon was like writing a season of a sitcom. 
because it had 22 episodes and each episode <laughs> taught something completely different that I did cover in Taking Flight to be additive and, and give people more insight about applying their style. So those were my first two of my four books. So uh, that got it all started in, in terms of just teaching people about the birds. Wow. And what, what surprised you the most going through this process and, you know, putting this work out there? Uh, you know, just how receptive people were to applying it, not just at work. I, I live in corporate America. We go into companies, my organization, we go into companies for training programs. I speak at conferences, uh, people coming in there, of course, based on what you're using and applying in the workplace. And yet people read the books and then the letters that I get from people and when I see them and they talk to me about it are almost always about their children or their spouse. <laughs> Even though I'm teaching this to them about the workplace, uh, it, they apply it to their life immediately, which is fantastic. I, I, that was my hope with the books. That's why I didn't write a business book. I wrote a understanding yourself and others book, and then you can see yourself in the story. Wow. That's so powerful. It's so powerful. And, and that just came about naturally to do, or is it something that you saw was a need in, in, in the market as well? Yeah, I really felt like there's no, this is the book that teaches you about your personality and your style. There was really a void there. And I mean, there were a lot of books that were very psychological and, and quite frankly, they weren't incredibly fascinating to me. And this is my world. Mm -hmm. and, and if those books weren't exciting to me, that how are they exciting? to the general population. It just, there needed to be something very accessible and simple. And, and people say that to me all the time. I, I could read this, I, I could read this to my child. And this was even before writing a children's book and they get it. It's just so easy. And then the birds become the language of their household. And, and how cool is that? That it really becomes integrated into their life. I love that. And you know, a lot of, a lot of authors who step into this space and wanting to share their expertise and knowledge, for one, you want to, of course, make sure that what you're sharing is of value, right? That it's easily translated and people get excited about it. But what would you also, let's say from a marketing perspective and a distribution um, perspective, what, what, what factors do you think have made the biggest difference in success of your book and getting in the hands of the people? I really think it's, it's you have to understand on a deep level what differentiates your work from other people's work. And, and if you can't clearly delineate why what you just wrote is so different and so beyond what other people have created, then maybe you've just recreated what's already been written. And, and you have to know exactly what your differentiator is. And that's what you should be focusing on. Because when people go to Amazon and, and other outlets to read about the book, if it sounds like everything else, and it's a topic they're interested in, they'll just say, I've read this book already. I've read this book three times. They have to be able to look at what you've written and truly see why this is different and is going to give them something they haven't heard yet. Absolutely. You got to start there with that differentiator and knowing for sure that you've got something that is, is magnetic, magnetic in that way and, and truly unique. And um, that, that's really powerful. What else would you say? What other factors do you feel contribute to a successful piece of work? I, you know, for me, I think people see themselves in stories. I think facts and data and logic and, and they don't dick. They don't 
have that endorphin release in the brain and, and they, people should see themselves in the stories. I, you should, you should be able to tell your story in a way that people literally insert themselves into that story and say, oh my God, that's me. That happened to me. And because when you have an emotional reaction, those endorphins are released in the brain. That's when that information gets written to the hard drive and it sticks with you. If it's just facts and data that doesn't stick. It's like you turn off the computer, it got put in RAM and it gets deleted. But if you create an emotional reaction, it stays even after that event and it gets triggered over and over. And so I think the stories are what are so critical that people should see themselves in the lessons you're teaching through the stories that you tell. I think that's awesome. And then in, in our case too, with the clients that we work with, they want to take it a step further with their readers and get them into action, right? Actually give them some exercises and some ways to um, even take it further beyond that. What? Yeah, it, it, yeah. You're right. It, the now what? I mean, it's, it's why when I wrote each of the fables, each fable is followed by a chameleon wisdom section, which is, okay, now that you've read the fable, here's the lesson. Now, what do you do with that lesson? Uh, we might think that the understanding of the insights stand on their own, but you really do have to create the, that connection and connect the dots for people to show them, okay, now here's what you do. And if you can bring it down to something very simple and, and, and bite size, people will do it. If it sounds too complicated, people won't. That's true. And if people, you know, if they're already motivated by what they read, they are likely to want to take the next steps as well in that direction. Yeah, so, absolutely. so what, what's been the feedback that you've gotten in the respect of, uh, uh maybe the fables and, and how they've taken some of those exercises, how have people been affected by this? In the workplace, I, the one comment I hear more than anything is the drama just melted away. Really? That so much drama and we didn't realize how much of it was just caused by not understanding each other and not valuing our differences. You know, there's, we talk about diversity. Well, there's a diversity of style. I may approach this problem differently than you do. And that's not just okay. It's a great thing. The fact that we don't look at it the same is powerful. If all of us looked at it the same, we're all not needed. And so, so there's power in that. So in the workplace, it's all about the drama. Uh, personally, I hear people all the time say, I'm going to communicate very differently to my spouse or my child based upon what you just taught me in this book. And, and it changes their way of thinking about how they're relating to people in their life. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's the kind of books like that, that really stick around. And in your case, you know, having a children's book as well, that is extending to that family element and taking it even a step further into that future generation. So can you talk a little bit about your experience too, with the children's aspect of, of, of this work? I, I had so many people over the years who say to me, I, I've gone home and I taught this to my child. Is there anything they can read? And the reality is people have never really taught personality to children. It, it, people think it's a, it's a complicated concept. The personalities are still developing. Okay. Yes, that's true. We need to bring it down to something that is so straightforward that a kid could read it and, and say, this is my superpower. Like as a dove, my superpower is empathy that I understand people that I, I can feel people's emotions and I treat people with kindness. The eagle might say my superpower is that I can take charge. I make things happen. And the, the parrot child will look at that and say, 
my superpower is that I bring energy and excitement to everything I do and fun. And the owl superpower is I make sure that we do things right. We work on a project together as a group, and I'm going to make sure that we get a good grade because we take our time, we think it through, we plan it out. So to me, it's so amazing to be able to teach children who they are. We know this as adults, that the most successful people are the most self-aware people. And yet we don't really start teaching that to children until they're adults. Why aren't we teaching children to be self-aware? And, and you know what, maybe bullying would be, it'll never go away, but maybe we can really minimize it if people understood each other and children stopped judging each other and we accepted the people around us for who they are and not judge them because they're different. So it's very exciting to bring that to kids in a way that's just so simple and fun. The book's funny. It's almost like they don't even realize they're learning as they're learning. Mm-hmm. And that you can do that. That's, that's awesome. That is, that is, a, that's the, the sign of a true teacher. Right. When, the, when they're engaged and they don't even realize that they're actually learning in the process, which is amazing. And, you know, this this particular topic of being self-aware and to do it at such a young age, I know that most of us who are uh, part of this conversation and listening, you wish you had that awareness at a younger age, because I know that I I sure did uh, have it. And so um, to be able to provide this to children at that age who are developing to have that awareness earlier, like this is really game-changing uh, and life-changing, generation-changing work, just with the simple story, you know, the simple imagery of, of birds and connecting it to personality. So that must be a rewarding feeling. So I want to know for you, how does, how does it feel for you to do and be a part of the work uh, that you're doing? It doesn't feel like I'm working. It, it feels like I I, I, I always wish this for everybody, you know, that, that expression, if you love your job, you don't have to work a day in your life. I, I often am standing on a stage talking about the birds and, 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 you know, I won't tell my clients this, but I'm thinking to myself, I get paid to do this. <laughs> I get paid to stand up here and, and have fun and, and tell stories that people see themselves in and, and and have people come up to me afterwards and say, oh my gosh, I saw myself in that, that you just described my wife and I, or you just described my daughter. And it's so meaningful. It's, it's like I'm fulfilling my life purpose by helping others to step into their power. That's amazing. So what do you wish that more authors knew, right? To experience and to know that experience of what you just described, you know, just being and, and knowing that you're making a difference and that's you know, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like you get to play. (laughs) It feels like uh, much different than we've been taught. So what are the things that you wish other authors and knew? Because I really feel like we all have something amazing to share. I think a lot of times people aren't willing to put, you know, their true self into the the pages and they they are uncomfortable self-disclosing who they are and sharing their own stories. Uh, and, and I, you know, for me on stage, I share my own personal stories. You, you can see it, my story throughout the pages of the book, uh, especially in the business world. They, they talk about other leaders and other teams and other companies that they, they've researched. I, I think the most important and powerful stories are the ones that you speak to from your own perspective. I, I think that's where you create the real connection. It's not just in the statistics and data. It's in your own story. Wow. That's beautiful. 
Thank you for sharing that. that. I think that's really powerful, just being authentic and bring your, bringing your full self into the work and not holding back, because that's the element that when you talked to before about being unique and being that differentiator, that's where that comes from. Yeah, I, I tell my traders that all the time. I have a lot of traders who go out in companies and they teach people about the birds. And I say, this isn't like you're the psychologist and you're the blank slate. You, you don't reveal anything about yourself. If you share stories about your spouse or your children or your former boss or an experience you had in the workplace, you know what they do? They're sitting there thinking about, oh, I wonder how this applies to my spouse. Oh, I wonder how this applies to my children or my parents or my former job or my manager now and, and, or this customer. It's, it's when you relate it to your personal world, they will do the same thing. If you just stay uh, at this very high level, here are tactics and strategies on how to improve this. Those just don't stick. We've all seen speakers that we said, well, that was interesting, but we did nothing with. And we've all read books that we thought that was interesting, but we didn't do anything with because it didn't create that emotional connection. Absolutely. And why, why do you think that uh, authors and experts in that position, why do you think that they hold back? Why do you think they do not uh, fully extend those things and go more surface level with the information that they share? Yeah, I think there's a few reasons. I think one, it's scary to be self-disclosing and, and to put yourself out there like that. Uh, but two, I also think that we're taught not to. I think it's kind of like that psychologist is told, you should be the blank slate. This isn't about you. This isn't about your story. Put them center stage. This is about them. And my response would be, when you share your, your stories and you have that authenticity, they will feel that and they will become part of that story. And, and it's not about you. I don't tell the stories because it's about me. I tell them because I want them to see themselves in the story. And, and they start thinking of their own stories. Wow. And so for, for those who write multiple books, is there a progression of depth that they have to go in to, you know, share more of their stories or to just go deeper? Um, I, I'm just curious about that as well. It's like, as you go to do the next work, how much more and where do you have to go? I, I think the, the more we learn about ourselves, the better yeah. teachers we are. And I think that you can see that. I think we can see that progression in my own writing, that, that taking flight was an overview of the birds. It taught the people about the bird styles and how do you use them and how do you apply it? Well, yeah, but then I went, went and wrote The Chameleon, which has 22 new, very specific lessons of how to apply it in your life. And, and I had to think back. I'll give you an example. Uh, I talked about just how we live life differently. And I'm a parrot. My wife is an owl. And one day she, I came home from a business trip. I always make travel fun. I'm going to go out. I'm going to find a cool restaurant. If I have time, I'm going to go do something, see something I would never see, something unique to that place. And she's an owl and she's not comfortable doing that. She would fly somewhere. She would stay in the hotel room. You know, go to her event, go back to the hotel room. And she had said to me, I came home from a trip. And I was describing some of the things that I had done. And she said, you know what? I am going to try to apply what you do. And I want to be more spontaneous. Hmm. And so here's what I'm going to do. I want to add a level of spontaneity to my life. So here's what I'm doing. I am going to make every Tuesday spontaneity day. <laughs> and I said to her, you know, you you do realize the irony in this, right? <laughs> and so, so I had written one of the fables about how 
the, the owl may judge the parrot for not planning and just winging it. And the parrot may judge the owl for, for just being too structured and not allowing for freedom of, of discovery, but yet they're both okay that, that let go of that. You know, when I go on vacation, my wife plans a lot of what we're going to do. And then I find the things that you would never found in a guidebook and I add a level of spontaneity and they're both important. So we need to stop judging the other for being different and value what they bring to the relationship. And so, so for me, I had to find those stories and go deeper because the first one was, let me teach the birds and taking flight. The chameleon, I look, I, I get it. It's like writing a whole season of a sitcom. You've got 22 different episodes and you've got to eat, teach something valuable in every one of them. So it, it, it's harder. You have to do that inner work to take your work to another level. And, and many authors, it's, I, I, I've read many authors where they'll have written several books and it's the same book just repackaged. And, and it's the most amazing authors that when they write their next book, they take what they were teaching to a whole new level. Wow. And then you read the next one and it's now it's at a whole new level, but it requires inner work and, and self-exploration to do that. And, and the authors that take that time, those are the ones that write many books as opposed to the book that was the culmination of everything I knew. And then they stopped learning. That was powerful. I hope everybody listened to that note. I think that was probably the most powerful thing that, that you said, um, cause it was, it spoke to the inner work that needs to be done, you know, to, to, to do well in this area. But also from a strategic standpoint, right? You start with one piece of work and then allow that to expand into other areas as opposed to just random, you know, uh, bits of effort here and there. But it's, it's a progression and it starts in one place and you can just grow and it can develop and grow um, almost organically, but also with intention. Yeah. And that's how, you, that's how you keep an audience that can't wait to buy the next book. If you just... Are you an author and ready to leverage your book? Maybe you have a great idea for a course or program, but you need help fleshing it out with someone and making sense of what you have. If that's you, I want to invite you to schedule a free half-hour strategy session with me. We'll take a look at your content together, talk about your goals, and I'll provide my professional and honest recommendations. No salesy stuff or surprises. So to schedule a call, visit theauthorsleverage.com forward slash course strategy. All right, now back to the show. Buy the next book. If you just rewrite this new book with different stories about the same concept, if they really got the concept and you did a great job in book one, book two's interesting, but they're not going to read book three. They're going to feel like, yeah, I got it. But if you take them to a new level in book two, they're looking forward to book three. Oh my gosh. And I'm curious for you, when you talk about the inner work, were there any of the stories that were uh, more difficult to face or difficult to, to bring up, you know, in, in terms of art. No, I, I think, I, I think I am at that place where I am an open book. I yeah. just really were telling people, look, here's what happens with me. Here's what played out for me. Uh, here's why it was hard. I shared stories about my children. Here's why it was hard to, to, to raise a child. Because a lot of times what happens is you have that first child and maybe they're similar to you. And you have one data point of what it's like to raise a child. And then here comes another child and you've extrapolated your one data point to the universe of all children. 
here's what I did with child one. It should work on child two. <laughs> yeah. But child two is a completely different personality. You had an eagle in, in child one. And if you had to be direct and tell them what you wanted, and then you do that with child two and they burst into tears because they're a dove and you're like, what's going on? This didn't happen with child one. And, and so it's really all about just being open to looking at yourself and how you're interacting with others for me. And, and I'm comfortable doing that. So I'm comfortable writing about it. And I talk about it all the time when I'm on stage. So putting it in a book was, wasn't that hard. I understand that. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now we're uh, getting close to time here. A few more minutes left. I want to ask you a few other questions and then, uh, then we'll leave it at that. Again, thank you for being here and sharing these insights. It's, it's really incredible. Um, one question I had was, what was the most challenging aspect for you in you know, authoring, the, authoring your books? I, I think in the beginning, in book one, it's, it's almost like you need an education of how are you supposed to get this thing published? Do you need a literary agent? Do you need uh, a publisher? What's the difference between publishing it yourself, self-publishing it versus going and seeking a publisher? What are the benefits to each one? I think there's, there's so much knowledge that needs to be gained in, in figuring out how to navigate the publishing world. I think for me, the writing wasn't the challenge. It was, okay, now it's written. Now what? Mm. Uh, I, I, that's, it's like, it's almost as if the, there needs to be a course where it's okay. Here's all of the options. Here's why you would take this path versus this path. They're both viable, but they have different pluses and minuses. And, and there's, there's, it's harder to find all of that. You see it in pieces, um, on the internet, you can certainly read about it, but, but I think that was the hardest part for me was figuring out, okay, now what, now that it's written, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, a myriad of services out there to help authors um, in particular, you know, some of the options that many have is to either self-publish or to work with a publishing house. So what's been your experience on uh, in, in those in those arenas? And I went both. I have two books that I that I published with a publisher and two books that I published myself. And there were different reasons. <laughs> uh, and my my learning is that that. If you go with a publisher, you have to remember about two thirds of all books are sold on Amazon. So either way, they're going to get sold on Amazon. If you're going with a publisher, you really have to understand how they're going to support your book. What are they going to do? And you have to recognize they're not going, it's, it's unlikely they're going to support your book for years to come. You've got six months, maybe a year, and that's probably optimistic where they're really going to promote your book. After that, they're moving on to the next books. And, and the reality is that you're going to be the one selling a lot of your books. And that's really what I learned is that, that yes, I went with some big international top, you know, big four publishers, but the reality is I probably sold almost all the books from me getting out there, me promoting the book, speaking at events, people seeing the, the, the birds at my training programs that my company runs, um, you have to recognize that if you're going with a publisher, they're not going to support it forever. And you're going to probably do a lot of work. So you need to make sure that the support they're going to do is going to be worth it because you're going to give up a lot of revenue to a publisher versus self-publishing. Absolutely. That's really good advice. Very good advice. Um, what do you, what do you see for the future of the publishing world? Uh, you know, I think that 
self-publishing obviously is here to stay. Uh, I, I think that that I think we're going to see a lot more. I think it's just going to get been moving in that direction. <clears throat> I think we're going to see a lot more people who are self-publishing books. Uh, I think that what we're really going to see is people who know how to get that book out there are the people who are going to be successful. Uh, and, and I liken it to the music world. You take a band from, let's say, the Eagles from, from the 1970s, and they went out on tour. For them, they didn't make a lot of money from the concert tour. They made their money from selling albums, and they went on tour to sell albums. Well, in the speaking world and the book world, you're not going to make as much money uh, in, well, let's finish that music analogy today, they go on tour to make money from the tour because they're only going to sell one song at a time on iTunes or <laughs> downloading, not a whole album like they used to sell. So now they make more, more money from the tour. <clears throat> that same parallel plays out in the book world that you're not going to make the same amount of money per book as authors were making 10, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You're going to make it from the speaking and getting out there and promoting the book and selling services based on the book. So, so if you can take your, your concepts, even if you're not willing, you don't not willing or comfortable to get on stage, if you can turn it into an e-learning course, that's kind of money while you sleep, uh, they're taking it, create it and video it and shoot it and it's done. Uh, if you can go out and speak, that's where you're going to generate a lot of revenue. And it's just like the music world. You, you make money, not from the books, you make money from the concert tour, which is speaking at conferences. So Man. you've got to be able to supplement and, and work at it because you've got to sell it. And it's the, the price per book is not what it was 20 years ago in terms of what authors are making. Absolutely. And this is powerful advice, Merrick. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom today. Um, and as we wrap up, um, I would love for you to share any closing thoughts that you have. And as a final sort of bonus round question would be is what does the author's leverage mean to you when you hear that phrase? Sure. I'll tell you what, I think the greatest advice I got about being an author that someone shared with me prior to writing my first book, and it was, it takes two people to write a book, one person to write it and one person to tell you to stop writing it <laughs> at some point. You just have to declare it done <laughs> and give it to a, an editor, give it to a proofer. They'll clean it up and fix it up. But you could edit that book forever. <laughs> so at some point you have to release it to the world. <laughs> it's like your baby. At some point they are going to go off on their own. And at some point you have to let it go. Um, and I always say, seek excellence, not perfection. So that would be my, my advice to authors is, uh, is, Seek excellence, not perfection. I mean, the author of Leverage, I, I love what you're doing. I mean, it's really about learning how to capitalize on, on the innate skills that we already have and, and use them and leverage them in the, in the book writing world and the publishing world. Uh, we know if you're an author, you know you have a voice uh, and, and take that voice and channel it, not just in, in your written word, but also getting it out there to help promote the book. And so you've got to leverage that book to get it out there as in many, as many ways as you can. I love that. Thank you again, Mary, for being here. Um, the author's leverage, uh, where can people get in touch with you, uh, and, and learn more about what you're doing? Hi, they can go to takeflightlearning.com and, uh, and it can see the different training programs and learn about the birds. And of course, as one would imagine all the books are out there on, on Amazon and oh, yeah. especially our online books are sold. So you can 
can find which bird are you, you can find personality wins, you can find taking flight and the chameleon, they're all out there. And we're going to be sharing this, this work everywhere because uh, it, it just hits home for me in so many ways. And for, for the people that I'm connected with as well, just on self-awareness and how that's connected to our success in our careers and life, right across the board. So thanks again, Merrick, for being here. And you guys will get all the information in the show notes here. Thanks again for tuning in. This is The Author's Leverage. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. Check out more resources. Visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.